Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. From Variety, celebrating more than 115 years covering the business of entertainment, this is the Award Circuit Podcast. Apple TV Plus's Ted Lasso was once again an Emmy nomination darling this year, landing 20 nods, including Best Comedy. But it's still a bit unclear whether the show will continue beyond its upcoming third season. Well, it's entirely in, in Jason's hands and he can decide whatever he wants and we'll trust him in whatever and he maybe decides. he deserves a break too yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think. there's something to be said too about saying things don't ever have to completely end right things mm. can come back i'm michael schneider on this episode of the variety award circuit podcast we talked to ted lasso stars and emmy nominees hannah waddingham judo temple and brett goldstein about their tight relationship which includes cheering each other on in other projects like goldstein playing hercules also what's the fate of the show and how do they deal with all this recognition? And so much more. But first, our Word Circuit Roundtable discusses the lead actor categories and much, much more. It's all next on this edition of the Variety Award Circuit Podcast. Stay close. The Roundtable's back. Here we are. Michael Schneider, Emily Longoretta, Clayton Davis, Jazz Tanke. Hello. I'll all answer Hello. at once. <laughs> so excited. We're back. Hi, Dad. Hi. <laughs> it's the it's the delay, the delay of time. We're still catching up on sleep from years and years ago. Yeah. We all have caught caught up on sleep. I haven't caught up yet. That'll never happen. Yeah, yeah. no. October. October <laughs> is but but that's actually when Clayton's busy season is <laughs> yeah. and so actually this is my downtime right now. This is actually feeling phenomenal. Yeah, yeah, October is when Clayton and I are not even home. We're like on the East Coast for. Oh, I'm gone September month. and October. Yeah, September and October. Yeah. Just gone. yeah, that's fine. I'll take pictures of my kids. They, they'll grow up. Cats <laughs> in the cradles in the silver spoon. Yep. I'll feel like uh, Paul Rudd in Avengers Endgame when he sees Cassie and she's all grown. That's what this will be like. 12 years <laughs> older. Yep. I'll just be like, hey, kids, how are you doing? Yeah. You do, Remember you do me. This, you do this for them, though. You do mm-hmm. this for their future. Yep. They're going to benefit so much from Emmy wins, let me tell you. Yes. <laughs> they're going to be all about it. And they'll be like, I actually had to explain to Sophia recently uh, really what an Emmy was. She didn't know, really. She knows what an Oscar how, is, but she didn't. How old is she? 11. Like, okay. she, like didn't, uh, she was like, so you just get it for, because she was confused. She was like, wait, movies get Emmys too? I'm like, oh, God, yes. 
and, and then we need her on the podcast so she can explain oh god no she'd be, the, she'd be the worst and then you told her <laughs> tv is really just a 10 episode movie <laughs> oh my gosh that was the highlight of my life yeah yeah but and then she asked you oh so at least you get like an oscar and an emmy right for what you do clayton oh yeah, she she so, asked me she asked me yeah, no, she does. She calls me Clayton. She's straight up disrespectful. She did ask me if, we, <laughs> if it is possible to win an Oscar for what we do, and I said, "I mean, yes. It, I mean, if we film it and make it cinematic, then sure." <laughs> yeah, we just needed like a cool short film. But in the meantime, check out my LA Press Club Award. Well, yeah, look at that. <laughs> I was very happy for you. We we screamed loud for you, Mike, in the room since you weren't there. We did. Uh, we yelled very loudly. We we're very proud of you. We were proud of Papa. Ah, uh, thanks. I but but I'm not the not the Matthew Modine Papa that you know thinks he's not dead, even though we already thought he was three seasons ago. Better be dead at this point, Papa. He has like, to be dead. We, right? we we all did not ask why he was so alive. Like we just literally let that go. <laughs> Collectively, as a nation, we were like, "Yeah, Matthew Modine's back, and we're okay with this." Yeah, no, it's a good point, but you only get one pass for that, though. <laughs> you can only do that once. Ah, so we got some lead actor stuff, right? Leading men. Yeah, so so the uh, Emmy Extra Editions are back. Emily is hard at work on them. The first one coming up. Uh, wh when uh, does lead actor come out? The first one comes out August 1st. We're kicking off August with, with a slew of magazines. In Excellent. case you don't have enough. So many magazines. No, these are so good, though, guys. We have some really good stories coming. Phase one was full of great stories, but phase two, we're we're stepping up our game. I'm gonna I'm gonna pat myself on the back. We're stepping it up, as you should, as you should <laughs> pat yourself on the back. Um, but yeah, so so we're gonna be talking about uh, the the actors in the major categories this week. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, why don't we kick it off with uh, yeah. drama? So lead actor drama is where all the fun is this year. Because, uh, and we, I believe we say this a lot, I, I really think kind of any of the six could win. And that, and that, and people say that like, and there's really a distant number six, but I really think any of the six could win because you get, it, it depends on what ends up happening on the night, right? Your, your predictions have to dictate what happened on the night. Uh, Adam Scott win, which I think people dismiss very easily. I feel like a lot of people dismiss Damian Lewis almost a decade ago for Homeland when Homeland uh, did its thing. And I wonder if uh, Adam Scott, you know, getting his first nom after so many comedy great performances now making the dramatic shift, if he's a little more dangerous than we like to uh, admit. Yeah. Well, so we got Adam Scott. Why don't we go down the list? We got Brian Cox, of course, for succession. We got uh, Lee Jung Jae for squid game. We've also got Jeremy strong for succession. Bob Odenkirk for Better Call Saul, Jason Bateman for Ozark, and of course, like you mentioned, Adam Scott for Severance. Mm -hmm. So, so you're you're feeling perhaps uh, I'm, I'm not I'm not feeling any. I mean, I can't, listen, let's be clear. I'm not feeling anything because I can't I can't <laughs> feel anything right now. I'm numb, I'm numb. It's actually if, I, if I'm, if I'm on, what I'm predicting right now today, time of recording, you know, date July 19th. I'm seeing a Jason Bateman brewing around the corner. Because of the stat I had shared that uh, a lot of actors in the last decade, six out of the 10 won for their final seasons. And I think that's a very interesting stat. However, uh, 
Jeremy Strong could repeat, but we haven't had a repeat acting winner, you know, I mean, since Brian Cranston, before that, you have to go back to James Spader, Boston Legal. So they've been really like kind of jumping all over the place. And then there's also like his co-star has not won yet, Brian Cox. He has an Emmy for Nuremberg uh, over 20 years ago. Yeah. But um, the switcheroos back and forth uh, in the same shows. We saw it with Modern Family. They jump back from Eric Stone Street, Ty Burrell, back and forth like that. They don't do that very often. Uh, West Wing did it, I think, a couple of times. So, and then Lee Jung Jae is coming in with Critics' Choice, SAG, and Globe, which is nothing to, like, dismiss. But yeah. it feels weird that we're not, mm-hmm. like, this is sewn up for him because I feel like we all can feel like he could easily lose just as much as he could win. Do you sense that Bateman, once again, probably everyone's looking at for a director, for directing, and, and not for lead actor? Uh, not not this year. Like, he, he won back in 2019. Yeah. And he stepped into it in a, I won't say he stepped into it. Like it was, it's earned, but he stepped into it when he was going against um, Game of Thrones, three Game of Thrones, by the way. So there was the whole vote split factor. Yeah. Uh, the Killing Eve was never going to do that. It was the first season of Succession, which limped. It had a good year, but it limped that season. Uh, like Brian and Jeremy didn't get nominated. It lost drama series. So uh, I, I, I think director is not really in the cards for him. But I do, as I said, I think he may get something. I think um, lead actor may be where it's at. But also directing this year is incredibly competitive because we have the opposite with succession now dominating that category. Well, let's talk about Bob Odenkirk real quick, because obviously there, uh, you know, so much love for him over the past year because of his heart attack, but also the fact that, you know, Better Call Saul is ending its run, even though we know it's still eligible next year. It's this is the moment when we're all watching the show as it heads to its finale. Mm-hmm. And he hasn't won an Emmy since 1993 when he won for uh, writing uh, for the Ben Stiller show. Yeah, both his Emmys are for canceled. writing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. One of, one of the very few uh, uh, instances in the major categories uh, of winning when your show gets canceled. Yeah. Of course, Bob would do it. What a man. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, he hasn't won for acting at all yet. So it could be uh, a good moment for him. And listen, it, they're, it's, they're doing the Ted Lasso strategy right now, right? The final season is airing while everything is happening. Uh, the final episode is when August fifteenth, like, August fifteenth, I think. Yeah, and final voting 15th. begins August twelfth. Mm. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> I mean, listen. It also could help. You know, his co-star Ray Seahorn immensely, depending on what happens in that final episode. I mean, if the episode we just saw is any, is any like, mm-hmm. advo- like, I, I feel like she's got to, she's yeah. got to be, be in that conversation because that, my that gosh, is, that is a bloodbath category. My God, this year. Ooh. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, just in the lead actor, I think, honestly, I think it's just, it's just opened up there. Brian Cox also had a lot more to do this season, I think more than before. So I think that helps him a little bit. But again, you don't know, like 16,000-ish voters, you know, and there's still, it differs from Oscar. 
it doesn't open up to everyone. It's still peer groups uh, voting. So, you know, who's an actor's actor? You know, Bob Odenkirk. Uh, no one's going to scoff or be mad that Bob Odenkirk won an Emmy this year. Well, I honestly feel like no one's going to be mad about any of those people right. they win. Like every single that's, one of them, like you have an argument for. It's not like there's one that's like the dark horse. Yeah. Yeah. Like you can't be mad at Mm-mm. any. Yeah. All right. Even well, if Adam Scott wins for severance, like you just can't be mad at that performance and that win. All right. Around the horn now, what you think is going to win and what you'd like to see. Oh, my God. Will win so early. My God. Hurting my heart. Oh, God. Well, I, I mean, we can't do Will win. We, we, can, we can advocate here. I, okay. I, mean, listen, I, think, I think pound for pound, if I'm really honest with myself, I think Brian Cox should win this year. I think if I'm really answering myself honestly, taking out narratives of you haven't won before, you know, coming up to the last season kind of thing, I I think pound for pound, Brian Cox should. All right, Jazz, what about you? Co-sign on that 100%. I think I agree with what Clayton said. He had such a strong arc this season, and that season finale, um, if you haven't seen it, I'm sorry, but like... Mm -hmm. You know, when he turns on the kids, it's just. That is like every, that's like every season. But yes. I know. <laughs> it's but very, like, very it's disgusting. Really, it's just more yeah. like Spoiler alert, punch. He's a bad yeah, dad. Exactly. But it was just like, <laughs> it was just so much. It, yeah. yeah. I, I would pick him as much as like, I love Jeremy Strong. Uh, but yeah, Brian, I think, would be my, my pick. Yeah. Emily? I think I'm going to go with Lee Jong Jae because I feel like for other people, we are really like, oh, they want everything leading up. We, you know, it, that is a, that isn't anything like Clayton said, that isn't anything to like, kind of like laugh at. That's not, you know, that is saying a lot. Yeah. Um, and with this, while this is a good group of six white men, it would be nice to have um, five, you know, five white men. That, okay. Five <laughs> yeah. white men yeah. still. It would be nice to kind of, to you know, give that. It was such a good performance and so different on TV that we'd seen yeah. in so long, which is why the show has gotten to be what it is. So I, I just, I would really like to see that happen. Just also shout out, Lee Jung Jae would be just the fourth Asian to ever win an acting Emmy. That's a crazy wow. stat. Wow. That's so insane. Yeah. Following uh, Archie Punjabi, Riz Ahmed, and what I just learned recently, Darren Chris is half Filipino. Had no idea. Yes, he is. Things every day. I never knew that either. Nope, flew over my head. So welcome, welcome to the fight. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome, Clayton. (laughs) (laughs) What a crazy Um, stat, though. Whatever. Yeah, 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 that's crazy. Another podcast. Um, Mike, what's your pick? I, 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 you know, I gotta go with Bob. I gotta go with Bob Odenkirk. Mm. I I feel like. Thank you, thank you for choosing it. I'm glad that someone got to. You know, honestly, like now, now is the momentum. I, I think by next year, it'll have been so long since the finale that it's going to be tough for Saul to get any attention next year. So this yeah. is this is the year if it's going to happen, uh, and it'll be riding high right off the after the finale. We're all going to be talking about, it, and it just feels like the perfect moment to cap what's been such a dramatic year for Bob Odenkirk. And for Better Call Saul, and for for everything. And can you imagine just the that moment when he hits the stage? If he were to win, uh, crowning like you know uh, his, 
is his oh, turned up liar. And just like there's not going to be a dry eye in the house mm -hmm. if that yeah. happens. And and so I just I kind of want that moment for the Emmys as well. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it would be very reminiscent of John Hamm winning like that. Like that's one of like the most memorable Emmy wins, I think, of the last like decade. Him like rolling onto stage. You know, and, and getting a stand, and then he didn't know that he got a standing ovation until he stood up. You know, like the, the Bob Odenkirk would get that that room would be on fire. Yeah, I yeah. wouldn't be able to tell you because I would be in Toronto because it's at a terrible time. <laughs> Emmys terrible. I was gonna say I won't be able to tell you because I'm gonna be in tears. I'm gonna be bawling. Oh. <laughs> oh my god! I mean, listen, you so. could have already been bawling for three hours previously because that means Ray Seahorn kicked it off of the world. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> Yeah, mm. there's a lot of chances for a lot of great emotion yeah. on Emmy nights. So, so Mike, are you a crier when you watch award shows? Um, sometimes. Just I literally normal. almost I cry at almost every speech. I get so emotional. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know why. Even if it's I, a show I don't care about, I don't know right? how I'm like it overcomes me. I get caught oh up. My and, God. And, and if anyone else starts to get emotional, even if I don't know who they are, like that's yeah. enough for like the the waterworks just to come out. Like uh, yeah. proof that Michael Schneider that's had a heart. Sweet. That's exactly where it is right here, man. That's it. <laughs> Listen, I also get choked up uh, during award shows. It depends on like what's happening. But I remember like who it is. The, the, I remember the most like emotional I remember being is like Lupita Nyong'o winning. Like I was like, oh, this is so great. She beat Jennifer Lawrence. I can't believe it. Like, <laughs> stuff like that. Uh, but moving on to the comedy, talking about crying, let's laugh a little bit with yeah. this Donald Glover, Atlanta, Bill Hader, Barry, Nicholas Holt, the great, Steve Martin only murders in the building next to his co-star Martin Short and Jason Sudeikis for Ted Lasso, the reigning champ. So let's start with Steve Martin because he has not won an Emmy since 1969. Now, granted, he hasn't done a lot of TV crazy, uh, though. since he became a, a movie star, but winning for writing again uh, for the Smothers Brothers Comedy Hour in 1969. So, um, but what what do you guys think about Steve Martin and Martin Short? Uh, you know, it almost feels like they have to cancel each other out because if you're sitting there voting, how do you vote for one over the other? Yeah. Can you? So. Yeah. This I was having a discussion with with uh, a friend of mine about about this category in particular, and we were like really having like uh, it wasn't heated, but it was like all right. So Jason Sudeikis has kind of you know it feels like he could win back to back. Ted Lasso, it's it's weird to say overperformed, but it did the exact same number as last year, and it did better than I think people were anticipating it to do. And also he's walking in with SAG, right? He won SAG Globe. And did he win Critics' Choice? He might have won Critics' Choice. So he's walking in with the same stuff as Lee Jong Jang. However, if you go pound for pound, who the best in the category is, I would say Martin Short. Like, I, I honestly believe that Martin Short is, like, him and Selena are magic on that show together. And I think he gets a lot of the what I call the purity votes of like, I'm really voting for the best. Mm -hmm. um, Steve Martin gets the legend votes. And the reason why this comes up a lot is the Bill Hader factor of it all. Is he really winning the third lead actor comedy Emmy for the third season? And Barry, because if you don't have Hader winning this, do you have Barry winning anything on the night? And that seems strange, right? Like that Barry will win nothing. Mm -hmm. 
Well, I mean, you still have uh, Henry Winkler out there as well, mm-hmm. uh, which we could talk about during the supporting week. Yeah. We talk about that, but but you know, he's definitely still in play. Yeah. But yeah, Barry like has the the larger issue of you know the the narrative that it's become such a drama that does that make it uh, more difficult for it to to win any comedy awards? Yeah. Does the same hold for Atlanta? I I feel good that. Donald Glover and Nicholas Holt are not coming within an earshot. Like I just, I think Glover squeaked in. Like honestly, I, I, like Atlanta also just didn't do very well on Emmy nom day. Yeah. Um, but like, I think, you know, I mean, again, there'll be like a lot of an establishment, like familiarity, uh, to go with him. And it, obviously, there's, you know, if you're if you're looking for diversity, he's a great candidate to go to get behind. And I think. Without Anthony Anderson in the lineup, you know that gives him a lot more of a of an edge. I just, I just don't. I think Atlanta's time passed in a lot of ways, but it's a penultimate season. Maybe they say to themselves, "All right, we'll get to you in six years when you come back again." Right? I don't, I don't know when it's coming back. Did, did they announce that yet? No. Well, no. they, you know, they 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 shot the last uh, two seasons back to back, so the other one's coming soon. Oh, okay. So yeah. Go. So it won't be as long so have, a gap as last time. But that's part of the problem is that gap was so long. And there's it's, it's a long, the longest that. hiatus of any show that returned this year was Atlanta. I mean, Barry was a long hiatus too, but Atlanta was even longer. It was a year longer because because Glover beat no Glover won when uh the year before Hater won for his first or second or whatever that was. Right. So it's been it was Glover in 2017, Hater mm-hmm. in 18 and 19, and then Sudeikis. Um 2020. 2020. 2020. So to that then, Clint, how much is is this current season of Only Murders helping like Martin Short? Or how much do you think that's going to help? I haven't seen the rest of the season. I don't know if anybody else yeah. has, but I'm actually operating on a week to week, which is very new for me. I don't, I don't like. like I'm with the world watching the show. Mm, same. Um, even though yeah. I, even though I have the screeners, but I refuse to get to episode eight and stop and yeah. then wait for everyone else to catch up. So, Which is what I did. Yeah, That's exactly. what I, I'm, yeah. doing the, I'm taking it week by week too. I saw the way Emily looked afterwards, and I didn't want to be that <laughs> anymore. Um, no, I think it helps. It. I don't think it has. I don't know. Like the second season is good, and Selena. If Selena had been nominated for lead actress, I think it would have helped her a, a ton. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's helping the show, and that's not to say it's bad. Like I think it's on par. I think it's just like we're we're going through it right now. That I mean, that's my take. I don't know if anyone else has different feelings. Yeah, I would I agree. I feel like Selena's the, the only yeah. one that's like actually um they're giving her even more to do, which is really nice to see because she is crushing it, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, I don't think that it does anything for the two guys. I mean, it's not like it's not like it was like, well, maybe we'll see if they can do better. Like we know, we all know that they're comedy legends. It's not like mm-hmm. they need to make us yeah. laugh more in season two to prove that. Yeah, but yeah, I, yeah. I, th- I think this is I, right now. I think it's a three horse race: Hater, Martin, Sudeikis. Martin Short feels like a four, like right now in my head. And then I think Holt and Glover are just like you know they're 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 happy to be there, but I don't think they're really gonna do much. But who knows? But I do. I I think I, if I'm predicting right now, I think Hater is going to do it again. Interesting. You don't think Sudeikis goes back to back? No, I think I think uh, a little bit of the bloom came off Ted Lasso, and I know that sounds strange to say with 20 nominations, 
But I there was a sense of again when it won Critics Choice and SAG. Like a lot of people were like that modern family fifth season win when people were like, again, you know, so and I think when you have I think Brett Goldstein is very competitive and supporting actor. I think Hannah Waddingham is going to battle Hannah Einbender to, to the death this year and support an actress comedy. So I think you have to ask yourself how much is Ted Lasso going to win? If you have a winning comedy series, I think Ghost Sudeik is fine. But if you have something else winning comedy series, I don't know if you can choose Sudeikis. That's just a little bit of my method to the madness. No, it's, it's interesting. It is just looking at these names too. Interesting. Just a, a reminder of the SNL alumni club and, and just yeah how powerful yeah. that that alumni club really is mm-hmm. by the way it's uh bill so hater's 24th nomination overall wow. he's the he's wow. the most nominated actor like uh, he has most i mean nominations of everyone in the category at 24 uh c martin has 13 martin has 12 c martin has 12 uh donald glover this is 10th uh sudeikis is his fifth and this is nicholas holt's first yeah, look at Hater because I mean uh-huh. Hater got a bunch for South Park. South Park. I mean, he's always a producer, writer. Yeah, two writing noms. No, one not is he one or two? Whatever, something this year. Yeah, like he like he just racks them up. He yeah. has four Emmys already. He's overall. a guest. He's a guest this year, right? Curb your enthusiasm, which is hilarious considering how much they just went all over the place and you know, not went all over the place. They went like just said lasso here and here. And they were like, mm-hmm. yeah, curve. We'll do that. Yeah. And, and but, not no, Tra- but no and, Larry. for and, yeah. and no Tracy Ullman, by the way, right. like mm-hmm. crazy. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That, that was like the definition of guest actor though. Like Bill Hader just showing up playing like three different characters <laughs> that were the same person. Yeah. But they weren't. They just, that 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 is yeah. a true guest actor. Also yeah. indicative to me. That's the signal to me that he is going to win. He got that when you get that extra nom that no one asked for. It usually <laughs> means you're getting something down the line. People do love their their Bill Hader. Love the hater. Yeah, yeah. Ah, love the hater. When have you ever like used that? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, uh, what about uh, let's move on now. Lead actor in limited or anthology series or movie. Yeah, Colin Firth, The Staircase, Andrew Garfield, Under the Banner of Heaven, Oscar Isaac, Scenes from a Marriage, Michael Keaton, Dopesick, Hamish Patel, Station Eleven, and Sebastian Stan, Pam and Tommy. Hands down, the best-looking acting category maybe ever assembled. I just want to point that out. (laughs) Like, the only thing that would improve it is having Mike Schneider there nominated (laughs) for the Variety Awards Circuit podcast. Yeah, no, this is a good-looking group. And also, this is a, like, fresh-faced group. When when you look at, mm-hmm. so, first nomination for Andrew Garfield, first for Oscar Isaac, first for Hamish Patel, first for Sebastian Stan, and then even the legends here, Michael Keaton's, this is only his second nomination ever, and this is only oh, Colin wow. second nomination ever. None of them have ever won an Emmy. So this is a fun category because whoever wins, it's going to be their first Emmy. So fun little stuff, I think, just going back. Most uh, nominees that serve as, like, literally maybe their sole representation for their shows, like, in this category, like, it was the only, I think Under the Banner of Heaven has, like, one other nom somewhere. Scenes from a Marriage didn't get anything else. Uh, Staircase 
got two, right? I think that's it. Like just Colette yeah. and Firth. Oh, yeah. So yeah, it's 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 interesting that they they actually I feel like they actively looked outside their conventions. And thank God Mary Bartlett didn't go lead, by the way, because you know he would have been in here. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I mean, I I hate saying this because obviously anything can happen, so please take this with a grain and salt, grain of salt. But I feel like this is the one place you can just say it's over this category. I think there's, I feel like there's two categories this entire season that are like a lock. And I think this is one of them. I, I would yeah. assume. And it's Curi- just, curiosity, your second one. I want to know, what is it? I mean, Jean Smart for hacks. I just don't see her losing. I mean, obviously a different topic, but that's, yeah. I, I think that that for, to me, those are the two locks. I cannot see Michael Keaton losing this. Yeah. Yeah. Talk about crying in award shows, Mike. (laughs) (laughs) Get ready. That that sag PTSD. Oh my. I just recently rewatched that. Can you live stream yourself while you're watching it for Michael Keaton's speech, please? (laughs) That would be incredible. Maybe we rate our cries, like like (laughs) cry worthy speeches. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I mean, also speaking of rolling onto stage, because that's what he did at oh, yeah. <laughs> that when he yeah, he right, did. right when he was in the bathroom. So yeah. perfect time. I, 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 I asked myself, perfect... did, he, did he know he was coming up next? He had to have know. known, right? I don't know, but that was a. Perfect... I feel like he didn't. I that was a moment feel. out of it. Cool. Well, because you know, at SAGs, you've got wine on the table, so if you're like enjoying <laughs> you gotta it, go, you gotta go. And, and and also, if you're like award is toward the end you've had a few glasses oh you're feeling a little buzzed and you're probably being a little goofy and you're going to the bathroom and suddenly you're rolling on stage so that speech was the perfect amount of like starting off so funny had everyone cracking up and then had everyone just like let's kill kill everyone right now yeah Yeah. so uh i think a legit question who is the runner-up i think that is an act you can argue like before noms i would have said colin firth because i i thought like Keaton would win Emmy and then Firth would win like the rest of the year. He would win Globe and SAG when like after, you know, in that weird calendar thing. But now that we've been presented what we've been presented, I think it's Sebastian Stan. I was going to say that for the sheer fact that it has like all these other nominee nominations across the board and nobody else has. Like he would be my runner up. People love if, it weren't, if, if he were so, I would not know. Like, yeah. mm. or, I was truly shocked at the love for Pam and Tommy. So I guess that anything is but, possible. I loved it, but I just mean that as the with that with that said, and to it. get yeah, with that said, and to give Mike here some like love and support here, Amish <laughs> Patel, and not not just because they're they're both of Asian descent, but I really think he could Riz Ahmed this like by accident, like just the Emmys are the one place where we, I've walked in every time. Like, I know something I like, I feel like I know something's going to happen. And then Merritt Weaver wins for, for nurse Jackie. And then it just, (laughs) then I realize I don't know a thing. I don't know anything about this group and shown last year when Ewan McGregor won for Halston. For no reason, like just like now, was like like because he's a great actor, but like it was just like there were two Hamilton guys there. Paul Bettany was there. Wandavision was the most nominated series, and then Ewan McGregor said, "I'm just going to take this dummy. I'll see you guys later." 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, but none of them were up against Michael Keaton. <laughs> that yeah. is true. By the way, Riz, yeah. Ahmed, Riz Ahmed beat Robert De Niro, Jeffrey Rush, Benedict Cumberbatch, and his co-star John Turturro, and Ewan McGregor, coincidentally. Yeah, well, that also was a very much buzzed about, talked about. I mean, everyone watched that. That limited. Yeah, the night of night of was great, yeah. except for the last yeah. episode. So, and I still don't know, like if uh, obviously uh, Station Eleven got a lot more attention than I was expecting, which is fantastic. I still don't know if a ton of people watched it, but I mean, it did well. Like it, real like I'm t- we were talking like right before nominations, Mike, and and we were like that thing is surging in a weird way and we knew it was going to pop up in major spots and we just didn't know kind of where so while people were probably uh surprised by hamish patel they were still like yeah that that made sense but also got directing or writing one of those yeah you know it it it, it did well and i think i again a purity vote like a martin short's superior purity vote in that category i think hamish might have a little bit of a purity vote here not saying that Michael Keaton's not a purity vote either, because I think it's the one very rare time that those two things match up sometimes. But yeah. I do think there is a big pocket of support for Patel. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think for for you know Sebastian Stan as well, like you mentioned. And you know, staircase really like uh, you know, that that sort of rose up at the right time. So people mm-hmm. are still talking about the staircase. Uh and then I know, I'd argue the wrong time, by the way. I think it can't all those May drops didn't do well. Like Emmy wise, yeah. Except for for Colin Firth for for Staircase, yeah. Yeah, Colin and Tony Collette, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And but, that's uh, yeah. yeah. And then you know you've got Andrew Garfield and Oscar Isaac, uh, you know, two superstars. Uh, oh, they they but, just want to break the internet. Yeah, that's what it is. They just want to break it. But with two shows that I don't think many people again stop stop. stop it stop it stop <laughs> it they're they're the shows are good oh they're great shows <laughs> actually I, actually i haven't finished under the banner of heaven yet but scenes from a marriage was was great and i think also indicative that oscar Isaac got in while jessica chastain did not because i thought she was pulling him in and i think that's interesting that he got in on his on his own I yeah. feel like this show was 25 years ago. So I'm like shocked. Like I was so surprised that people were still like, because of Oscar <laughs> Isaac, I'm not, yeah. but because of the show was just, it seems so long ago and so yeah. far out of the conversation. So many people DM'd me and they said, how is Squid Game eligible if it came out in 2020? I was like, it didn't. It came out in 2021. <laughs> <laughs> like, time but, time but is I, just not real. I wasn't even making fun exactly. of it. Like, it's a legit, it's a legit, like, I don't know when things are anymore. Like, no. I still refer yeah. to last year as 2020. Like, I don't, <laughs> like, there is a, like, a gap year. In my, I don't know how old I am a lot of times. It, it's, rough. No. it's rough. By the way, happy birthday to Elizabeth Wagmeister. Yeah. So, yes. Of course. Co-star of the take. Just want to put it out there on the podcast. So <laughs> uh, yeah, that's it. So that's uh, that's what that's we have. Like, All right. Yeah. Well, we'll come back next week. Talk some. No, no we're not. No, we're not. We're no, not coming done. back anymore. Done. We're, we're done. We're done with this. All right. Well, we are done with this. I'm done with this season. Before next week, I promise. No. No. I think you should grow it out. I think you should ponytail this. How are you go? Oh, I think that's what you should do, Mike. You should say, I'm going to grow my hair until Bob Odenkirk wins the Emmy and see how long this goes. <laughs> oh my God. Could you imagine? It would be a masterpiece. Yeah. Sure would. Oh, finally, that man bun that I've always wanted.
I think she's got long like Sebastian Stan in, in Pam and Tommy and pay tribute to that. I think, you should dress, I think you should dress up as Pam and Tommy for Halloween. As both of them. Both of them, yes. You should do a composite, a half and half. Yeah, the half. Oh my god, that's someone's got like that would be so amazing. I I wish I knew someone that good at makeup, and I swear I would try it. Yeah, you could do like half of the red bathing suit and then half of the leopard print. I don't think I should do the red bathing suit. (laughs) You were trying to get me arrested in (laughs) California. PMC Halloween. I know. Actually, Jay would probably love me forever. They're good in history. <laughs> All right, let's get to our interview for this week. We're talking to the Ted Lasso folks. Have a good Ted, time. Ted, Ted. Ted, 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 Ted. Right, right there. Hannah Waddingham and uh, uh, Juno Temple and, of course, Brett Goldstein. Uh, excuse me. It. Her name is Hannah Waddingham Davis. I married her. Oh. She's the best. Fresh. She's the best. <laughs> she is the, she breaking is, news. She is the tallest woman I've, I've ever been in love with. She is just fantastic. <laughs> She towers over me. This is how we know Clayton's uh, wife does not listen to the podcast. (laughs) She she says worse to my face. So it's like, look where this goes. Oscar Isaac getting nominated, probably the worst thing that has happened. (laughs) We'll see you next week, everyone. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye. After the break, Ted Lasso stars Hannah Waddingham, Juno Temple, and Brett Goldstein. From Los Angeles, this is the Award Circuit Podcast. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And we're back. It's the Variety Award Circuit Podcast. I'm Michael Schneider. In season two of Apple TV Plus's Ted Lasso, AFC Richmond owner Rebecca, played by Hannah Waddingham, starts the season dating a dud, but eventually strikes up an unlikely relationship with one of the team's players. Meanwhile, Roy Kent, played by Brett Goldstein, is struggling to adjust to life after retiring from playing football, while embarking on a relationship with Keeley, played by Juno Temple, who's also exploring her own new career. In episode one, Roy Kent gives Rebecca some savvy advice. Well... I think he's a really good match. I mean, he's age appropriate, financially appropriate. He's not shy. I love that about him. Totally. Fucking hell. Is there a problem? Tell the truth. He's fine. That's it. Nothing wrong with that. Most people are fine. It's not about him. It's about why the fuck you think he deserves you. You deserve someone that makes you feel like you've been struck by fucking lightning. Don't you dare settle for five. Mm. Not that it's any of my business. I recently sat down with Waddingham, Goldstein, and Temple just to watch the chemistry and effortless joy that the trio has in interacting. This is a group that will continue to bond long after the show is over. We began by noting that the three of them were in Los Angeles for an Apple TV Plus For Your Consideration event to celebrate Ted Lasso's Emmy nods but it meant they weren't back home in London to experience the terrible record-breaking heat there. Well, you guys all, like, you're missing the big heat wave, 
are you like bum that like this historic like what is oh, it? I'm absolutely thrilled <laughs> to be nowhere near it. Apart from my little girl is literally melting. Oh no! Yeah. Yeah, Bless her little sausage. You're going home to a little puddle. Yeah. <laughs> <A> gorgeous, <laughs> delightful little puddle. have to whack puddle. her in the freezer. <laughs> Reformer. Well, that, I, I don't know if this is TMI, but I started saying that's what we should do with my, my copious amount of chicken fillets as Keely is start putting them in the freezer because it's so hot on set. And I was like, that would that's be genius. Oh, that's good. Cool down. Very cold boobies. Chest, yeah. <laughs> be absolutely brilliant. Frozen Breasts. So, so is that the glamour part of this job? Oh, oh, when I have to undress as Keely every day, I have to wear a wonder bra with two sets of chicken fillets. So it's literally like a boom, boom, boom. So the glamour is, yeah, and a lot of fake hair for me and a lot of eyelashes. And I love that. I like being honest about it. I think it's important in totally. this day and age as an actress to put out there in the world that you can have these boobs too. <laughs> and look, they're lucky fillets to spend the whole day with you. The, well, they, yeah. they, especially if we freeze them so they don't <laughs> disappear. But. Are they the same ones? or do you, Yeah, we've yeah. had the same ones for a long time because it's all about creating the same sort of shape, I think. Yeah, wow. <laughs> And then in the end, you get to, like, at the, when the show ends, you auction them off and make a lot of money for charity? Or? <laughs> if anyone would be interested, I'd do that for see. sure. <laughs> I feel like that's something to be done. Okay. But. Down the line, babes. Let's do it. How long does it take then to uh, sort of transform into Keely? Um, I normally have about an hour, between an hour and an hour and an hour and a half sort of window, but that is definitely because Nikki Austin, who is our hair and makeup designer, she really knows my face and she sort of plans looks with Jackie Levy, our costume designer, and and it's definitely a collaboration. It's like a tripod with the three of us because it's so much fun putting Keely together in the morning. She's such a little like bold and ballsy kind of creation and I feel like her inside colors she addresses them on her outside and she's not ashamed to wear things that are colorful and vibrant and sometimes maybe a little inappropriate but also mm. completely perfect because yeah. it's her you yeah. know and it's it feels like rather than her dressing herself to be like look at me she's dressing herself to be like this is how I feel and I love that about her yeah yeah she's still the spirit yeah. of, of this show yeah yeah and and Hannah, I mean, uh, Rebecca obviously has evolved as this show has evolved. So has that sort of changed, you think, her look and, and her presentation and, and how you sort of approach just the overall package of this character? Yeah, in a different way mm. from from Juno with Keeley. Um, I mean, I drive the drive the seamstresses mental because I'm like, can we just take another like 0.5 of a centimeter out of this skirt? Because I've always had this idea in my head that even though... Rebecca's internal monologue is an absolute house of cards on a daily basis. Externally, no one would know. Mm. So she has to be completely perfect for me. I need to look in the mirror and see no like extraneous material anywhere. If a bow is tied, it's tied to perfection, perfect nail, all the rest of it. So that her her aim is that nobody really looks in because she doesn't know whether she wants them in there. Yeah. Um, because she's she she continues to be a little bit lost. Yeah. Um, even though she's finding her feet for the first time ever as the owner of AVC Richmond. Yeah. So it's really important that, like, if I get a little bit of my own roots coming through in my hair, I would leave it. But I always want her to be completely immaculate. So she's like that kind of unshatterable ice queen. But as she opens up to, you know, the the idea of, say, a relationship with Sam. Yeah, and, yeah but and it's, it's like it's like a flutter of the shutters opening and then they snap shut. Yeah. So um, I don't even know whether I, I want the shutters to open fully 
um, I quite like the fact that that she's a bit erratic with that. But um, yeah, our, I have to say it's brilliant that that Juno's just mentioned them because my my particular hair and makeup, Sophie Roberts and Jackie Levy, our, our head of costume, they are really fabulous women that understand you know, on any given day that we are going to want to collaborate with them. And that's quite unusual for, for people to to totally treat you like we're in it as a team. Yeah, that's cool. Because obviously that's so much a part of the character as yeah. well. Yeah, so. it really is. And it also really creating is. two really different women physically who are, are like best each friends. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah but a, I like you were saying so about fun. the whole thing about Keely. I, I find that there's an element of Keely that is trying to show up and be a little bit like Rebecca, which is mm-hmm. so gorgeous as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she just adores Rebecca, and and I love that. Like this sort of, I mean, there's this friendship, but also this mentorship yeah. and this sort of love between yeah. these two. That's been They're so fun. Intoxicatingly dependent on each other, I think, and it's it's gorgeous to get a chance to play that. Yeah, mm-hmm. especially because it's like it's positive, it's healthy, it's like yes! a good intoxication. Oh, oh yeah, there's there's no nothing but love between them. It's it's really, it's they're beautiful scenes to play. We love them, don't we? I we love swore. them. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, truly. Yeah, you could swear. Yeah. Oh, I can. Then. Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like it's also because it's just, it's kind of like for me as a woman on the planet, I find women are safe places for me. If if and and so getting to have this friendship off camera as well, and getting to do scenes that sometimes between the two of us are some of the really emotional beats, or yeah. really open beats, or honest yeah. beats, and so having it be a safe place with somebody that you love off camera and on camera is like. It makes it easy. It's almost like they ha- both have a breather from what they're trying to emit. Yeah. Yeah. They have a breather with each other. Yeah, yeah. There's a safe space. Hey, yeah. you guys remember this from last year? Yeah. yeah. That Cover was a, a variety. Day. I have that framed in my house. Yeah. <laughs> in my house. That was a gorgeous day. It I really even just was. love this shot too. That yeah. was great. <laughs> that was such a great shoot. It really was. Also, to get to be on the cover of Variety and get to do it together was I mean, so that tight. Was insane. I mean, that's seriously like... A, a total bucket list moment for me to do a cover of something like this with her was really perfect. Yeah, yeah. To oh, it's remember more this special. Show. It's yeah, more it special because it's some, sharing it with somebody that you're going to have a life with forever, yeah, exactly. and then you get that, which is you know an honor. Not to leave Brett out, though. He was he was uh, on the front page of Variety.com today for a good chunk of the morning. Oh. Thanks, to, th- th- thanks to last night. Thanks, actually, was. to my colleague Mark Malkin talking to you all about Thor. Right, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what kind of trouble he's got me in, but um, I was slightly worrying when you a headline. You're like, what, what did I do? What <laughs> <laughs> you had such a cute story about oh, your parents yeah, and, yeah. and the, the sort of the surprise at the end of Thor and, yes. and what that means now for playing Hercules. And Hercules, it's so hot. <laughs> and also their reaction to it. I, I love that there also is sort of this support group on Ted Lasso where you guys are off doing other things as well, but you're all still sort of supporting each other, talking well, about it. Well, we're fans it. of each other. That's just simply how it is. Massive fans of each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, great. And it, it, and it comes off. I mean, so... Also, it never gets old when one of your best mates is in a big Hollywood movie. Yeah. You're like... Oh shit, that's my homie. Yeah. <laughs> it's a big deal. <laughs> uh, you, you don't see Roy can't turn red all that often. Yeah, it's, <laughs> watching, it's true. Thank God it's a fucking podcast. <laughs> <laughs> 
Let's say he's he's here, he's there, he's every yeah. fucking where. So yeah. that's true about Brett Goldstein now too. Seems to be. Yeah, I'm right. Seems to be. Yeah. 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 You're so co- um, you're so co- low key about this though. I mean, you're in a fucking Marvel movie now. What's the what's that? <laughs> if Brandon Dennis again, I'm fucking Hercules. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yes. Yeah. I'm a Hollywood Boulevard. <laughs> there might be some people doing that. I quite like <laughs> that on a T-shirt. He's fucking Hercules. Yeah. <laughs> I think so. Sounds very yeah, different. Very 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 that's your dirty, dirty mind. <laughs> and that was that's how you sell the shirt. It makes it means one thing when it's on Brett Goldstein, but it means something else when it's on everyone else. Yes. <laughs> no, I'm fucking. <laughs> oh, it's Spartacus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. <laughs> so are you used to that now though I mean uh, we made a big deal about that last night but uh, that is pretty pretty cool on top of everything else you've got going on yeah I mean look all these things are so weird and surreal and you know the reality of filming the Hercules thing is you know it was one day so that so in terms of my lifespan it's a very small amazing experience but it was one day and so it's odd the you know, it's very, it's fucking great, but my brain can't compute it. So, <laughs> one <laughs> so day go, a, more to come. I don't know. Yeah. Truly, truly, don't know. That could be it. Yeah, fun three seconds. It's never it. It's that's never the end. No, because forever you're going to be Hercules. Oh like, yeah, that's, that's happened come. now. That's come. Like yeah. as a godfather, as a parent, as a like as a friend, <laughs> yes. you're Hercules. Yes. Always going to be cool. It's yeah. going to be your. It's Uncle Hercules. It's a big deal. Yeah, and my nephew and niece keep sending me pictures of them. Pretending to be Hercules. See, that's what I mean. And they're pretty good at it. And if I'm ill, I reckon you could put green screen dots on them and let them fill in. Just take over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my. That's that's why I think. Yeah, same, same with Roy Kent, right? Like, if you can't make it, they'll come in and (laughs) and just throw out that language. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've tried them well. I know as as much as you love this, and you mentioned it during the, a panel that uh, you guys had last night, that, of course, Sesame Street was by far the, yes, the coolest thing you've right. done this year. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to be dark about this, but I, I felt like afterwards, I, I had to, you know, flew home after it, and I thought, if this cr- plane crashes, I'm fine with that. Like, as in, I've really, this is the pinnacle of... You literally sent me a complete, I knew it was completely serious text. You sent me a message, of, you were like, I'm worried that I've actually had the best day. But you peaked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah and so I knew wonderful. he was serious. <laughs> it was so wonderful. And there was a thing about it. I've, I've talked about this a bit before, but it was like doing Ted Lasso because the thing that I think, if I may say, works about Ted Lasso is that everyone in it, everyone in the crew, everyone in the writers, every single part of it, genuinely loves it and knows they have this kind of you know, it's amazing that people have responded to Ted Lasso. But there's then a responsibility. Like, we we all are put our hearts into this because also that's what people take out of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And when I went to Sesame Street, which has been running for however many years, and it's not the original cast and all that, as I was going there, I was thinking, this could be terrible. Like, if they're dickheads, this is going to ruin my life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and not only were they wonderful and welcoming and so lovely, but they genuinely were making this like it was the most important thing in the world. You could feel every single performer, every crew member, their hearts were in this thing Mm. and they knew how important this show is. And there was like a moment I had with Elmo and uh, Grover where they genuinely were like trying to make the script better. Elmo was like, I don't think I'd say that Elmo's not stupid, so why am I saying that? We're changing the script, moving stuff. We had a bit of physical comedy. They were like, how would this actually work? I was like... This is incredible. <laughs> like no one is going, that'll do. You know what I mean? It's like Please get them on the show. Oh fuck 
<laughs> Elmo's an asshole, though, right? No. How big is Elmo? Oscar the Grouch What? How, how big is Elmo? Elmo's how an big asshole. are they in real life? I can't leg. continue this interview if this is going to be Elmo's the tone. Elmo's like as big as my torso. Okay. If I was hugging him, okay. we'd, we'd oh. have... <laughs> so he's quite little. Yeah, he's a little Yeah, he's a little boy. I love that. Oh. So the, do, do the two of you have something that is is like Sesame Street and the Muppets for, for Brett Goldstein? Like, Hannah, what is the your... Mu- the Muppet show. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah? Kermit, Miss Piggy, all all my childhood with my dad, he was used to call me Miss Piggy. <laughs> you know, but all that, like, you know, the the um, Pepe the King Prawn is my favorite mm, character. Yeah. I was talking about this with Jason Segel the other day, that my from his movie, my favorite character is Pepe because he goes, "I'm not a shrimp, I'm a king prawn." <laughs> <laughs> I feel his pain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's also got a great attitude. Oh, he's great. Yeah, it's fabulous. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Well, I love every holiday season now. Brett's old uh, uh, Muppet uh, Christmas Carol uh, bit pops up again. It becomes viral yeah, every yeah. single year. That's like so. You're yeah. now also kind of connected to that. I mean, there's there's no greater runner. <laughs> There's no greater honor than being in the same service as Mother Christmas Carol. <laughs> I do feel like if if anyone is like situated to do a new version of the Muppets, it's not just Brett, but the entire cast of yeah, Ted Lasso. Yeah, oh I'd God, love make it happen. I would love to do Ted Lasso and Muppets. I yeah. mean that's. <sighs> I mean, it's, it's Vegas and Bill that. Lawrence. Like, what, 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 what are we doing? Like, what are we wasting? Why are we wasting our time without Muppets in it? <laughs> <laughs> to just have them do, you know, the crazy Muppet run, like ah, yeah. from one side of the screen to another in a football strip. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, that sidebar. We'll work on that in a yeah. bit. If you so, could, we'll have a breakout room. <laughs> Plant yeah. seed. Get more Muppets yeah. in. Do you know? Do you have something that you were passionate about as as a kid, or you still like is sort of your version of like if you ever got a chance to go on that set or meet these people? Um, dinosaurs and Barbies. It's my immediate <laughs> answer. Wait, wait, dinosaur Barbie. I well, please, okay. So as a child, it. this was a crazy thing that I don't remember, but I was told by my parents because uh, I grew up watching kind of crazy, amazing like. Jean Cocteau films and <laughs> Paul and Pressburger. So, like, The Red Shoes and La Belle La Belle were my favourite films mm, at four years old. So I didn't really grow up watching TV shoes. and stuff. I was brought up watching those on Laserdisc and I was completely in love with The Beast, which was really challenged every man that came into my life later <laughs> on. Um, also, like, Jack Skellington was a huge love of my life as a child. Yeah, and yes. um, But dinosaurs were, from a really early age, a, a complete obsession of mine. And I was brought up for the first sort of five years of my life in L.A., and there's that incredible dinosaur park, which is out towards Palm Springs. And I, there is a picture of me. I must be four. And it is the picture that I've seen in my life of just pure joy. And I am looking up at this dinosaur <laughs> and just, and I'm like, oh, wow, that's 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 Juno being really happy. And I've always loved, but I would not get on a plane with my parents without carrying my sort of, you know, foot and a half tall T-Rex because I thought that's how the plane flew. I thought T-Rex <laughs> put a plane on its back, ran around the world. Wow. <laughs> that's how I thought the plane Aww. operated. So I wouldn't get on the plane without my T-Rex, but then I also would have a Barbie on the other hand. So it was this weird kind of combination of T-Rex and Barbie being total homies. Yeah. Which kind of summarizes me as a human, I, actually, I feel like. Yeah, yeah. I like the mashup, though. Right. Dinosaur Barbie is right. a it, really good idea. Write it, write dinosaur it. Dinosaur Barbie, that is... The, <gasps> another sidebar, dinosaur another room. Dinosaur Barbie. Yeah, another... we're having a breakout room for Dinosaur Barbie. Yeah. <laughs> I play the dinosaur, you play Barbie. Vice versa. <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> well, there is that new Barbie movie that they're working mm-hmm. on right now. I know. It's so. missing about- dinosaurs. I hear it's great, but it's missing <laughs> dinosaurs. Missing dinosaurs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that's uh, the the second, the sequel. Yeah. At some point. Land Before Time, I did watch, actually. I had that on VHS. Yeah. Right. Did you ever watch uh, because that, that that dinosaur park in Palm Springs reminds me of Pee Wee's Big Adventure? I didn't grow up with that actually. No. no, I didn't, and I actually still haven't seen that. But I did just. I, I have. I'm guilty of watching Jurassic Park multiple times in one night. Sometimes <laughs> <laughs> and rooting for the dinosaurs. Always, right? always. Yeah. when I, I went to see the, the new planet. Jurassic World, and the dinosaurs in it are so. Epic. If you ask me the actual storyline, I'm not sure I could tell you, but I was so invested in the dinosaurs that when, this is a spoiler if you haven't seen it, there is a moment where you think T-Rex is going to die and it made me cry. <laughs> I always feel like I'm that one in the first film that, you know, there's the nice one that's like, oh, look, he's, he's just by, by the cars and then he goes, Rah! Right. And he shoots yeah. out the ink. I feel like yeah. he comes my... back in Dominion. Yeah, I feel like he's it. my spirit yes. animal. Yeah, yeah. Dinosaur <laughs> plus humans usually equals dinosaurs. <laughs> so that's that's if anything we've learned from the equation of these movies over the years. So, um, well, you guys are out, sort of like talking about these uh, Emmy nominations. Congratulations! Thank I, you, everyone. A bit I mean, grown up, isn't I it? know. Everyone on this entire like. I, I think I may have accidentally gotten an Emmy nomination <laughs> just for interviewing you just guys. Just rubbing it like, Congratulations. Like, you yeah, it. yeah, just any connection to Ted Lasso. That's pretty insane, right? It yeah. feels really crazy, actually. But also it mirrors the show. That's the whole thing that feels so magic about this whole experience, I think, is that it doesn't feel like we're getting nominated individually. It feels like a, an appreciation for the hard work and the brilliance that everyone puts into this and yeah. the patience and the kindness and the givingness that we all have with each other that you really feel on the set and 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 off the set too. And, and I think the fact that so many people from all different departments are getting, you know, the nod and the appreciation for what they're doing on this just speaks to how much of a team we are and how it's the team that makes this work. And... Forever, I think that will be one of the greatest privileges of my career yeah, to get to do this it's with this entire team. Very odd to to finish this one. Really is. Okay, you open the door. Yeah. I don't know the answer to that. No one has told me it's over. No one said that to me, but no one said that it's not. So I don't. I'm literally in limbo, and I'm just being. Told. I think there's a lot of confusion out there because you guys have kind of danced around it. I know Brett, you've even been out there and said they're writing season three as the final season. That's yeah, how I, think I understand I was it as well. Miss Miss, uh, Miss, what, what I, what I, oh God, I mean, here we go. <laughs> Let's set in the record straight. What, what, it's written as in the story we have been telling will reach a conclusion. And that's how it was always planned. That doesn't necessarily mean it's an it ending. can't continue, yeah. but it is a conclusion. It's a kind of three act conclusion process to this, to this story. Yeah. 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 So then, beginning, if it were to continue, perhaps it would. Pr- yeah, yeah. I will only do it with Muppets. Yeah. <laughs> and dinosaurs yeah. and Barbies. Yeah. Yes. Sam and Rebecca open a bar. They call it Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Bringing it all back. Pepe's yeah. behind the bar. <laughs> yeah. So, so that makes, I mean, it seems like, yeah, you, you can't really be definitive just yet because who knows? Well, it's entirely in, in Jason's hands and uh, and he can decide whatever he wants and we'll trust him in whatever and he maybe decides. he deserves a break too yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it's it's yeah yeah he, he should have a nap there's, yeah. there's something to be said too about saying 
things don't ever have to completely end, right? Things can come back years later or they can not. But I think there's an interesting thing with TV that when you're seeing shows that are continuous, you know, characters and they're going through seasons, it's not like when, unless they die, which sometimes happens in TV shows, but when that show comes to a conclusion, those characters don't die. They go on and live their little fruitful Mm. lives in, in somebody's imagination. And then, so you can come back to it. And as actors, I know we're going to miss them all a lot. And I am for sure. Keely has taught me so much about being kinder to myself. And I really miss her when I don't get to play her. But again, we all got to meet through it and we're going to yeah. get to hang out with each other and that's the, why also this show has been so amazing because mm. of the people that we work with it together on, you know. Yeah, we've got a, got a lot of good eggs in this box, big time. That have changed my life, your yeah. life. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. really been... It has, it has. And that's, I'm, I'm grateful for that for as long as it does or doesn't last, you know. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and you know, this is a, a character that started as a promo. So yeah. in some ways, and you guys have already done some animation. I mean, there's mm-hmm. there's so many different ways to sort of, you know, keep this this franchise going in, in, in different methods. The uh, All three of you, your own spinoffs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but also, <laughs> you don't want to, I think there's something about it too, if you don't want to push something so far that it then doesn't become the joy that it is. Absolutely. Right? Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes people will, get and I'm guilty of that of like when a show ends I remember when Friday Night Lights finally ended I was like never (laughs) I was like that was Schitt's Creek I was genuinely bereft that I wasn't gonna have Catherine O'Hara in my telly box and you feel it you feel it but then you go you know what though actually I have to respect that it's yeah there is a time and you don't want it to to water down and become be less than it was (laughs) yeah Yeah. right it's true but there's there's a that's the biggest thing for me that it that it's a, a beautiful entity as it is, and if that's how it remains, then that's how it was meant to be. Yeah, I'm kind of watering it down. But we're not saying that's the case. I'm just <laughs> exactly. saying that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the good thing is we genuinely don't know. Yeah, I would have definitely blown it by now and said, "Oh no, no, we're teasing you." There's another one. <laughs> no, I don't know. I know, and I, I could tell even this conversation kind of brings down the room a little bit. There, there is that that sadness that oh, that man. comes with thinking yeah, about that. Time, and, it's and, been brewing since season one for me. Yeah. Thinking, oh God, when's this going to end? When's this going to end? I don't want to leave her. Yeah. This character. Yeah. Big time. And and now this this group as well. Yeah. Well, that will will have that. that <clears throat> no, that, I know that worries is, me less. Actually, we'll make the time to You're, see each other. I know yeah. we always will, and especially because we'll probably be, you know, there's so many exciting things happening for all the people in this cast as well, yeah. and off camera too. So we're going to get to go all over the world to see each other which is exciting as well yeah, go and yeah. visit friends making crazy projects where you're pretending to be in Mars or you're yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. you're just in a trailer park that's where you'll probably be visiting yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she or in London or whatever, wherever it is and I think the joy of that of making friends that you love and care about and yeah. like you were saying and support with their for. career yeah. you can go visit them on the next job and yeah. it will be yeah. I'm so excited yeah, about all up. of that and, and eventually everyone ends up in, in, in a Marvel project yeah. so uh, eventually you're all in the Listen, same universe I know how, how hardcore the NDAs are for all I know, they're both in a Marvel film right, <laughs> right now. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I'm I'm really massively jealous of him for being in a Marvel film. Or is she in the Marvel or, film? Ex- or exactly. is that a red herring? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh, no. but you would be a fucking hot superhero. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Yeah. By the way, the number of things that Hannah has been like talked about in in recent years. By the way, like what do you mean? Like all different characters, roles, things that people think what you would be amazing at. Oh, I yeah. stay out of that as much as possible. <laughs> oh, I think there is nothing that you couldn't do if Freaks you put your mind out. to it. Oh, Hannah, yeah, sure. come on. 
and I mean that in real life, personal life, and also on camera life, you, there's nothing that you couldn't do. I know that. I'm with you a lot in both. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, are you excited for House of the Dragon? You, uh... The prequel to Game of Thrones. Oh, that... <laughs> and Brett Goldstein just hit my foot under the table. <laughs> I genuinely don't know very much about it, although I have done. That's clear. I have, <laughs> I have one of the guys in it. Um, Sonny McLeod is um, in a thing that I've got coming out on, I think it's ITV and PBS coming up soon, which is um, a remake of the Henry Fielding novel, Tom Jones. Mm. And he plays Tom Jones and I play Lady <sighs> yes. Benniston. I play a glorious, filthy slutbag. That's the one I've got yeah. pictures of. You yeah, yeah, picture, in a white, you, you know, white, white powdered wigs uh, and, it's, you know. It's great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's intense, 1700s. She looks like a superhero in yeah. that, that Captain Hit hair. Yeah. <laughs> that's exciting I, I want you to write the press materials for that by the way that's the, the best uh, description of a character I've heard in quite a while that's what she is my friend that's what she is old school cougar <laughs> Judo what uh, what are you excited about what do you have coming up at, uh... um, well after um, we do this season of Ted I'm actually going to go to Calgary and shoot the last season of Fargo which is amazing. terrifying it's so cool will you guys come visit please yeah. <laughs> I remember when she was talking about it I was like you're totally going to do that yeah. I, I, I can just see you in it already I'm nervous as hell. It's that feels. It's a very different Why? because it's a super different character for me. You know, it's very. It's going to be a different a chameleon. You're the best actor in. The seriously, world. <laughs> I love you. That is no, but seriously, no. But you seriously, you swap and change. I don't think yeah. even. I was talking about this last night. You don't know this, but seeing as we're on the subject, I said that to several people last night. People don't realize how much she immerses herself in everything she does, and people, it's flawless. She doesn't let anyone see the work that she does on every character. Do you know it's taught me more about acting than any any person? And and I and I do go everyone being anyone who is nice about my performance in Ted Lasso, I go it's sort of half Juno because I'm just playing off what she gives me, and yeah. she's just fucking. Yeah, which Light. is what I always say. It's about two people, so it's a mutual need in the middle, maybe. But if I no, think but she the truth gives is, herself wholeheartedly, yeah, it's quite something to watch. If I wasn't an actress, I would be in an insane asylum. Is what they really doing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <I love> <laughs> <two. laughs> because when it comes to real life, I'm not very good. Yeah. That's exciting though. The, the, the accent too, because that is very specific. Oh uh, yeah, go go first. <laughs> <laughs> what have you been watching to prepare for that accent? I haven't yet because I'm still living and breathing in in Keeley world, still and classic. I want to. Hold on. Yeah, for as long as I can, and then you need to hunker down and get Francis McDormand in your head. Oh, yeah, heaven! But it's you know, there's again big shoes to fill and amazing, amazing performances that have done that show before. So it's quite a lot to live up to and a lot to be fearful of and excited about. But I think things that scare me, like what happened with Ted Lasso. Uh, when Jason thought I was right for a comedy, I was like, dude, you've texted the wrong actress, my friend. <laughs> Again, you're normally finding me in a trailer park doing yeah. something, you know, strange or whatever. And uh, <laughs> which I love doing that too. And I've done it many a times because I hate the word type. I hate being told, you know, mm. oh, you're getting typecast. No, 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 actually, I haven't perfected that yet. So I'm going to go back there until I feel like I've nailed it. Mm. And so I will continue to do that and, and always, I think. But um, uh, yeah, I think I think it's. Um, it's it's important to do things that scare you, right? And the challenge of that is also about 
challenging yourself with your teammates and your co-stars because if you're frightened, it means you also have to ask your co-stars for help and that's how you make connections. It's how you actually create a space where you guys can fucking act together because sometimes it's scary as shit. Mm. Well, we had that, didn't we, the other day? Sometimes it's even scarier going home at the end of the day, Yeah. right? So that's why the connection is really important too. And, And yeah, so every time you start a new job, there's always the fear of all of that too, but... Yeah. yeah. I love my It job. gives you the buzz and, and <laughs> yeah. pushes you, doesn't it? I find. The things that you're most fearful of when mm. you have your like first day, you know, first day at school on a new job. Mm. I am consumed with, oh God, you're going to be the shittest person in the room. But it makes well, you work week, you that might get much fired. harder. That's yeah, but yeah, the, <laughs> you might get fired, yeah. How how has that changed by season three in, in terms of those those fears, those feelings? The Are there still moments? Yes. Well, you kind of know more that you're not going to get fired because that would be an awkward <laughs> that'd be story. A problem. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that'd be tough to... So that, that, that bit goes away, but you still, in every scene, I mean, yeah. Juno and I have this a lot when we do scenes together. We're both always doubting ourselves and the other one bolsters the other one up still now. We worry that we're not going to serve the scene well enough. We worry that we're not showing the right parts of our two characters and how they, you know, we really dissect it all. And I think the best part about it is self-doubt. If you think you have it all sorted out, I think that's when you become boring to watch. Yeah, and that informs these characters who don't have it all sorted out and have their own self-doubt. Yeah. um, Yeah. I mean, some of my favorite moments in season two was was Roy Kent, uh, of course, on the anchor, like on the TV stage. Oh, oh, Uh, brilliant. like those were so such great moments, and so I kind of want to see. I, I want to see Brett as Roy Kent actually, like uh, you know, doing a sports a recap real, show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like one of these days you're gonna have to pull that up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my Muppet god, that'd be amazing. Of Roy Muppet, yeah, Muppets. Yeah. Muppet. Oh my god, a Muppet version of Roy Kent. Yes, please. The greatest we get beard the Muppet in the world. Version of Roy Kent, and then he plays Hercules when my nephew and niece are busy. <laughs> so beyond beyond Hercules, what? What are you excited about coming up, Brad? Uh, I I genuinely, because I write on Ted Lasso as well, my whole life for the last three years or three or four years, however long we've been doing this, has really been focused on Ted Lasso as in half the year writing it, half the year making it. So again, this thing of, oh, if this is coming to an end, and as I say, I don't know, (laughs) don't quote me, Uh, A, I'm worried I'll be too sad to do anything else, but it's like, oh, now, now, now there's a there's loads of things I'd like to do. There's loads of things I have developed in yeah. development, all that shit. But who knows? It's a, it's kind of exciting and scary that mm. I don't know exactly what I'm doing next. I have things I can't tell you because they're not at the stage where they're definitely happening, mm. and they might not. And you don't want to break that news right here on this podcast, right now. For God's sakes, no! I'm, I'm in no, enough trouble. No, that's like movie jinxing or TV yeah, jinxing. Yeah, yeah, if exactly. you say it too soon, then yeah. it dies. Yeah. Yeah. So who knows? Mate, you know, see what happens. Is that ever, uh, and I'm sure you get this question a lot because you are in the writer's room, you know a bit more than your co-stars. It's so annoying. <laughs> Look, I said this last night at the panel. So I, irritating. I, uh, I've ruined, you know, Tahib, who is um, also my screensaver and I'm in love with. He, uh, <laughs> I, uh, Sidebar. I, uh, I've ruined the ending for him because I have told him that he dies at the end and that he dies in a helicopter accident. But the helicopter's not moving and it's not even on. He just runs straight into it. <laughs> <laughs> I'd watch that. A, yeah, I think it's a separate... Listen, we've always got to keep the audience on their toes. Right, right. And uh, So, yeah, sometimes I tell people things like that just to... Just to so they're prepared. Yeah. You know, he's got to be prepared. He needs to know where... But we had a great time with you 
being in the writers' room throughout season two because it meant actually we got to talk about scenes that because we, we had so many amazing scenes to yeah, do last season. I loved them, and it was all. It was again. I feel like what you were saying of these kind of these moments. As Keely, I get this really precious time with my castmates. Where actually, quite a lot of the scenes are quite intimate. Mm. There, a lot of them are one on one, maybe mm. two on one. You know, it's like so. I get to see different sides of the footballers or of Rebecca or of the coaches or whoever because it's normally kind of a more intimate relationship. So with you in the office and mm. these private moments mm. where we see these kind of more inner workings, and it had, I got the pleasure of that last season with you and and getting to talk about it because you're in the writers' room as well beforehand was something that, again, I think helped make those scenes feel even more intimate. Right? There's my favorite scenes to do. We, like we, when we were in Keeley's house, it felt so like an, an island. Like we were sort of. It wasn't on the set where where we normally are, it's this kind of almost private space mm. and there's no one else there. And it, I mean, there's, you know, crew and cameras and stuff. But you <laughs> feel <laughs> that. To film it. You feel right. that right. in those scenes, but watching yeah, it. Um, those scenes are absolutely perfection. Well, that was that's his doing because Brett was talking about how it was a magical thing to explore, not the, you know, the wooing and the exciting beginning of a romance or the ending of a romance but just existing in the relationship mm -hmm. and what happens with a couple when they are existing in the relationship and the wonders and the absolute violent terrors that happen within that mm -hmm. and not being afraid to show both of them mm -hmm. and and show them with love and show them with romance but also show them with honesty mm -hmm. and that was something that I, I I'm so grateful that that was something that you you wanted to do with me but it's it's you. You too. <laughs> so, I didn't so, do it. I was just there. So are Roy and Keeley still together? Who knows? <laughs> I've got to an answer on their behalf. Who knows? <laughs> That's uh, the, the question you've gotten a hundred million times. I yeah. guess we'll find out. Tune in when? Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> and what's going on with Rebecca? What is going on with Rebecca? Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you more about Hercules than this. <laughs> Is there a, what, what is what's the latest on the ETA on, on uh, when when we do get season three? Genuinely, who knows? who knows? I mean, seriously, yeah, we have no idea. Um, twenty twenty-seven. <laughs> yeah. oh, it's a long time. No, no, no. Yeah, but there's, there's, there's obviously more detail and intricacy, even more than before going into it, because it is the end of this chapter. Would that be a good yeah, way of putting it? and I it? think, we, you know, Jason's very... Uh, we want to land the plane well. Yeah. You know, we've come this far. Yeah. And it's all... Let's not set fire to it. Yeah, <laughs> let's, let's, let's make this, you know, as good as it can be. Yeah. So it's a beautiful whatever it is. <laughs> Any more uh, special uh, sort of standalone episodes like the Christmas episode? Uh, I can't say. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> I, nearly answered, I nearly answered that question. Yeah, you almost did. <laughs> yeah. Almost got him. Yeah. Oh, damn. So, yeah. what, uh, may, maybe at least give us a word to describe season three. One word? One word. Ooh. I was going to say ground oh. control to major talk. Okay. <laughs> You're allowed to have a couple words. Okay, three, four uh, words. Ground control to major talk. I would talk. say for Rebecca, uh, conflicted. Personally. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's... And Brett, how would you describe season three? Yeah, one word. Or five. For everyone, season five <laughs> is becoming... Oh. 
Don't at all know what that means. At this point, I would have to say for Keely, uncertain. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think that's spot on. That's really interesting, all the different words that we've yeah. picked for our characters. Mm. Also, considering that you and me definitely don't know a bunch of stuff. No. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. Well, stay tuned. Then. I mean, also that I just picked a random word, sister. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Chair. Yeah. <laughs> Simon. <laughs> so what's that? Anchorman. I love lamp. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, well, congrats for everything. I'm glad we still have more Ted Lasso coming up in our lives. So I'm not going to worry about the future. Just worry about today. Yeah. 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 Enjoy the, the moment. Yeah. Absolutely. Thank exactly. you so much for having us. This is really fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Thanks for stopping by. And, Thank uh, you. Good luck on this, uh, this journey. Thank Our pleasure. You. Our pleasure. Bye, guys. That's Emmy-nominated Ted Lasso stars Hannah Waddingham, Brett Goldstein, and Juno Temple. As we wait for season three, you can catch up on the series via Apple TV+. And that's it for this edition of Variety's Award Circuit Podcast. Drew Griffith edited this episode and Michael Schneider is the producer. Be sure to subscribe to the Award Circuit Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you download podcasts. Also, head on over to Variety.com and click on the Award Circuit tab to find the latest Emmy predictions and key races, as well as your daily fix of news, analysis, and reviews. For Jazz Tanke, Emily Longaretta, and Clayton Davis, I'm Michael Schneider, and we'll see you on the circuit. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.